This is a Soulfire production. I am your host, Nikki Sharp, a two-time best-selling author, transformation coach, and I am here each week to give you the actionable tips to help you overcome challenges you might be facing in order to find freedom and fulfillment in all areas of your life. Whether we're learning how to overcome scarcity mindset and create financial freedom, overcoming self-sabotage once and for all, and improving your romantic relationships, a sharper life touches on all the topics that we deal with as adults. And yes, these are all episodes that I've previously done. So please be sure to check out the full library of A Sharper Life wherever you're listening to it now. This week, I am fired up and ready to tell you why everything you've been taught about manifesting is bullshit. Now, there definitely are some great teachers out there who explain this concept correctly, but you do have to filter through so much noise. And I want to just point out what I'm sharing today is that my thoughts and advice are not going against specific people or as individuals. Rather, what I have found is that with so much knowledge at our fingertips, it has become nearly impossible to get the answers for anything. You can go to Google and say, Google, how do I manifest? But the problem is that a lot of these teachers out there are going to tell you the things that I'm going over today and why I'm calling bullshit on them. But I'm also going to be giving you my four-step process, which is guaranteed to make you see the results that you want. And so I really want to touch on why you're not seeing the results you want in life, such as achieving that dream relationship or having a career that you absolutely love or even making the money that you deserve. Because here's the thing. If you're listening to this episode right now, I know that there is something that you would like to change in your life. I know that you're not feeling completely fulfilled or happy with the things that you have right now. And I also know that deep down, you want something more. And so if you knew the correct advice taught by the experts in this space, you'd already know what to do. But again, if you're listening to this, there's something inside of you that is seeking an answer that you haven't been able to find. And that is because there's a lot of fluff out there. There's a lot of noise and we throw around the word manifesting. Like if we say it once enough times, everything is going to come true that we want. And so today I want to break down the false narrative of what people think manifesting is or the law of attraction, positive thinking. And I'm going to give you tools on how to truly get the results that you want in life. Sound good? All right, well, let's jump in. So as you listen to today's episode, consider if you are not getting the things you want in life, are you aware as to where and why you are sabotaging yourself? Number two, based on the things you're trying to go after, are your actions coming from a place of fear or scarcity mindset? Or are they coming from a place of abundance mindset? And number three, if I had a magic wand and could grant you one wish only, what would it be and why? 
So I want to back up a second though, because you have probably heard of the word manifesting as it is used all the time. And I swear every time I look at my discover page on Instagram, it's like how to manifest this, how to do that, how to get what you want, law of attraction, positive thinking, right? So where did this actually come from? Well, one of the best known books, I would say in the earliest ones, even though people have been doing this for years and years and years, is The Secret. And so The Secret is a self-help book. Again, self-help being one of those words that are thrown out way too much. But it was by Rhonda Byrne that explains how the law of attraction, which essentially states that positive energy attracts positive things into your life. It governs your thinking and actions and how you can use the power of positive thinking to achieve anything you can imagine. So people do think that the secret and the power of attraction, a lot of people do think that it's bullshit. A lot of people say, yeah, that just doesn't work. And if you knew with certainty that if you started to think more positively about what you wanted, would you do it? And that's the thing that I've found is that a lot of people, the naysayers, are the ones who haven't tried it, or they're the ones who have tried it and didn't see the results they want. And so they call BS on something. That's why today's episode is going to be so important for you to understand why the things you want are not happening. But here's the thing. The secret while it is a good book, a good movie, it is only one part of the equation. And that's the big place in which I'm going to call bullshit myself on this term manifesting and positive energy attraction. Because you and I have both been in really shitty negative situations where telling yourself in your mind, how wonderful life is. And, oh, I'm so grateful to be in this shitty moment right now. We both know that that is not realistic to making a change in that moment because it is really hard to have something going really wrong in in any given moment and just be like, you know what? I'm going to positively think my way out of this, right? You and I both know that that doesn't happen. At the same time, there is something to be said about it, which I'm going to share with you a study that happened. But positive thinking to achieve anything that you can imagine. Now, I'm pretty sure that you and I would never be in a state of suffering if that were the only piece that we needed to do in order to get what we want. So here's a funny story that I've heard, an analogy. A guy decides he's going to win the lottery. And he goes and prays to God. And he says, God, dear God, I would like to win the lottery, $1 million. And the next day, prays to God, dear God, I would like to win the lottery. And the lottery has increased in price. So I'd really, really like to win it. And the next day, dear God, I swear I'm not being selfish. I just, I really would like to win the lottery. I'm going to use this money. I'm going to buy myself a new house, a new car. I really, really could use it. And a year goes by of this man getting down on a knee, praying to God, saying, God, please give me the money. Let me win the lottery to the point where he starts getting really angry at God and says, God, what the fuck? Why won't you let me win the lottery? 
And eventually God comes down with his booming voice and says, my son, you have to buy a lottery ticket. And so I share that because if it were only about positively thinking and saying what we want, then yes, we would all be millionaires and flying in private jets and having the life that we want. So it's one piece of the equation that yes, you do need to think positively about the things that you want, because you and I both know that if we are in a state of internal suffering and we don't feel good about life, well, you're more likely to do a behavior based on that, right? So if you're already feeling bad about your body and the thing you want more than anything is to lose weight and feel confident, well, if you're beating yourself up every day saying, oh my God, I look fat, I don't feel good, you know, you're a fuck up, diet starts Monday, that sort of thinking, which a lot of us have, then you are more likely to do an action and a behavior based on that scarcity mindset thinking. Whereas if you're thinking, and I'm so excited about this weight loss journey, because I know it's an opportunity to learn and change new habits. Well, you're going to be making decisions more in line with that abundance thinking. So positive thinking is one step of it, but I'm calling bullshit that law of attraction and positive thinking is the only thing you need to do. But there is some truth into believing that when we can do something, it will affect our actions. And this is a really fascinating study that was conducted by Dr. Biasato, and I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly, at the University of Chicago, where he split people into three groups and tested each group on how many free throws they could make in basketball. So he did that. And then after that, he had the first group practice free throws every day for an hour. The second group just visualized themselves making the free throws. So they didn't actually do them, but they thought about it every single day and making the basket. And the third group did nothing. They didn't visualize and they didn't practice. After 30 days, he tested them again. The first group, again, the group who just practice doing the free throws in basketball, they improved by 24%. That's pretty good. Now, the second group improved 23% and they never touched a basketball in 30 days. So in comparison, the group that practiced every single day went 24% improvement and the group that did nothing and all they did, and when I say nothing, they didn't touch the basketball. They just worked through their mind and visualizing improved 23%. And the third group that did nothing did not improve at all, which is to be expected. So yes, positively thinking about something that you want can work. And I actually have an exercise that I have clients do when we're we're together. So you can try it as well. What I want you to do is stand up and I want you to face forward. So your, your full body is facing forward, plant your feet and put your arm with your index finger out in front of you. Now I want you to turn around almost like an owl's head does. And I want you to see without moving your feet, how far your finger can go and make note of it, of where it's pointing on the wall. 
Now, what you're going to do is put your finger down, put your arms by your side, close your eyes. And I want you to visualize going even further with your finger. So think about truly like an owl, 365 degrees and going all the way around. And once you've done that and you truly believe that you can go further with your finger, stand back up or bring your hand back out in front of you, arm straight ahead, point it out. And I want you to keep going and see how much further you get this time. And what is incredible about this exercise is that it is the quickest way to show that if you believe you can do something, you actually can go further. So I do talk about all of this in detail a lot more in episode 19, which is the secrets to ultimate transformation. And why I'm bringing this one up is because part of the thing that happens when we're trying to manifest or get the thing that we want is that we are coming from a place of a lack of belief in ourselves, which is a scarcity mindset or fear-based mindset. And we're trying to switch into an abundance mindset. So I totally get it. It's really hard if life feels like you're just getting beaten down and you know thrown punched at all the things. It's hard to be like, okay, I'm just going to sit there and positively believe that my life is going to change. But here's the thing. In order to see the results you want in your life, you do need to start cleaning out the fears in your mind, which is what we go over in episode 19. Because your subconscious mind is either helping you get the things you want or it's sabotaging your efforts. So I do really recommend heading to episode 19 in order to learn even more about the power of the mind. But I want to jump into a personal example in my life so that you can understand manifesting at its finest. And I'm going to break it down when I go through the four steps on the specific examples of why and when these different points of time were so important in regards to manifesting the things that I wanted. So during the pandemic, it was June, 2020. I had just broken up with my boyfriend. He, it was an on and off year, six year relationship. And I was caught in the cycle that a lot of us get into, which is I couldn't leave the relationship for good because I was too scared that I wouldn't find something else. Maybe this was the best person that I was going to find. Maybe he was the person I was supposed to be with. So I had dueling thoughts. And this is why I do recommend going back to that episode 19. I had dueling thoughts in my mind that said, no, you deserve so much better. You're, you're going to be so much happier when you find someone else, the person you've been dreaming of. And then I had other thoughts that was saying, well, you're too scared to leave. And what's going to happen if you do and you don't meet someone else? So anyways, I say that because that's a big part and we're going to come back to it. Step one of getting really clear on what you want. So I broke up with him and I had no idea what I was going to do. It was the middle of the pandemic and I ended up deciding to come to Miami. I had no plan of action. I had no idea what I even wanted. But once I decided to come here and sign a lease and I hadn't signed a lease for a few years, I'd been traveling the world. I got really clear on the type of apartment I wanted. And I was like, I want floor to ceiling windows and I want to see the sunset and I want it to be in a beautiful building. And so as I was looking for different apartments, lots came up. I saw some stunning places, but it wasn't until I walked into the exact apartment where I said to my agent, this is it. 
I'm signing a lease on this one now. And that's because I got so clear that even though something else came to me that I really, really liked in a few different places, I knew that they weren't the thing that I wanted. So cut to, I'm starting to furnish this place. And this is where I really learned to date myself. The concept of getting clear on who I wanted a partner to be in my life and who I needed to be. And so I start dating myself. I start lighting candles and making this apartment of mine so beautifully romantic. And that's when Pascal, my now husband, popped into my life. So that was in November 2020. And what's amazing about this is that he's another example of I was dating different people, going on dates, meeting people. And while they were all good, they were nice. And there were a few of them that I even thought, man, I think this is my person. In reality, it wasn't. And I was still having a lack of belief that if I waited and I kept doing my own self-work and I kept you know, focusing on love for me, that the right person would come. And that's what I did. And lo and behold, he came into my life and he's everything that I wrote down on paper in my dream binder, which is what I talk about in episode 19. Now, March, 2021, we had a few different options going where I still had my apartment. He was moving from New York to Miami. And so we were like, okay, well, if we find a place that you just rent for six months until my lease is done, great, we'll do that. If we find an amazing place together, then maybe I'll break my lease or whatever sort of variation we were open to. And we found an apartment that came up online. I said, I want this apartment. He agreed. We signed a lease without ever seeing it in person. And in Miami, you have to go through like four different application processes. It's quite crazy. And with that, we got handed the keys to our apartment literally three months to the day of our first date. And then that night we had some champagne. And this is actually why, where I got the the inspiration to do this episode because I was talking about how I just now, as I'm recording this, moved into a brand new apartment, which I'm going to tell you about. And it it inspired me to share this story with my Instagram community because it was so beautiful. And so we opened a bottle of Cristal, which was to celebrate, you know, moving in together in this beautiful apartment. And we had dragonflies all over the place. So we ended up naming our Wi-Fi dragonfly because it's a very good omen for change and good things coming. Now, in August 2022, a year and a half after signing the lease on our place together, we decided to break our lease. And we did this because we were just getting tired of the building. We weren't enjoying the apartment anymore. And I had a deep belief that said, there's something better and now is the moment. And and that was scary because we had uncertainty and we were feeling scared that, oh my God, what if we made the wrong decision? At the same time though, we had said, well, I had said, I want to go to London. I want to start spending half the time in London. And from there, we broke our lease. And at the exact same time, and this was two weeks of incredible uncertainty and, and scariness, we... We actually thought we weren't going to get to go to London. I thought, what did we do? We fucked up. We should we should not have broken that lease. But what ended up happening was we managed to find an incredible place in London, in the heart of Chelsea, my favorite area. And we were going to be there for one month. And the new place that we just moved into, 
we were able to sign the lease for October 1st. So everything lined up when we were willing to trust and go through that uncomfortable area of uncertainty. So all of uh, September, we were in London and there were both good and bad moments, which I'll share a few of because it goes into the into the steps, my four steps of manifesting. And in October, actually September 30th, we moved into the new apartment, which is my dream place for now until I manifest something better. And it has stunning sunset views. I'm sitting here in South Beach, overlooking all the water, the bay. It's it's magical. There's marble floors. So I share these examples because this is the exact way that manifesting truly works. It happens. It's possible. But now I want to go through and tell you the exact steps because it's not like I just put it into my mind saying, all right, you know what? I want this new apartment and it's going to happen. There were these steps that I had to take. So I would recommend getting a pen and paper if you have one, because I'm going to be giving you some actionable tips to follow. So step number one, you have to get really, really clear on what you want. What do you want and why? So to say that you want to be in a beautiful relationship like I did, I was like, I want to find my person and I want to get married and I want to have just this beautiful intimacy. So if that's what you want, why? The why is one of the most important parts of manifesting. But here's the thing. You must be able and be okay with walking away, knowing that it's not the exact thing that you asked for. This will be challenging because things will look good and they will be nearly what you want. But you have to be okay to say, no, that's not what I asked for. That's not what I'm willing to settle for. Because too often we accept the thing in front of us because we believe it's the best thing we'll get. It's why we stay in relationships, even though they are unhealthy and we know that they're not the right person because we're too scared that we're not going to find someone else. We don't have enough trust in ourselves. And it's why people stay in jobs with toxic bosses or late working hours where you burn yourself out because there's a fear that you're not going to find a job that you truly love that pays you the money you deserve. And that's why getting clear on your why, but also going back to episode 19 of understanding where are you making your decisions from? Are you making them from a place of fear and staying in a relationship or a bad job? Or are you making them from a place of abundance like I do and moving into all these apartments? So this is getting really clear. And this is what I did when I was dating and prior to meeting my husband is I got really, really, really clear over the years. What is it that I want? Who do I need to be? And that meant turning other people down and saying no to possible dating scenes and and relationships, even though they were mostly what I wanted. They were not everything that I wrote down. And so I had to say, I'm okay to date myself. I'm okay to take a step back and not just throw myself into the next best thing because I trust. So step number two, 
put the actions in to get what you want. Going back to that God and lottery ticket, you have to actually go do the thing in order to get closer to what you want. And what I mean by this is burn all your bridges, i.e. you must leave yourself with no other option other than to push yourself into an uncomfortable zone. It's going to be full of uncertainty. There's going to be times that you're scared. This is the place where we truly learn to trust ourselves, trust the universe, trust others. This is where we learn to ask for help and receive it. And this is the place where the universe likes to deliver us the things that we want. Because I want you to think about when you step outside of your comfort zone and you're willing to trust, that's always the moment when you come to yourself, right? It's the, when you start to date yourself or you fall in love with yourself or you prioritize you, that's always that kind of quote unquote magical moment where you meet someone where you're like, oh, I wasn't looking. So that's because you've shifted the focus. So you get clear on what you want and then you shift the focus And then you burn the bridges, meaning if you're in a toxic, unhealthy relationship right now and you want to be with your soulmate, you got to get the fuck out of that relationship then. That's what burning the bridges means. If you are in a job that is creating sabotage to your own health because you can't sleep or you're working long hours or there's toxic people there, whatever it might be, you have to be willing to leave that job in order to push yourself to find something new. Because when we push ourselves, that's where we get more clarity. We get more clear and creative about new ideas to go about how to make more money, for example. And so for me during this time, breaking our lease in August was the ultimate test for step number two, which was putting the actions and breaking or not breaking, burning down the bridges. We said, that's it. We have nothing lined up, but we are willing to take this step fully believing that we will find the place. And it all worked out. It exactly did. So step number three is you must be okay with disharmony. Because when you're trying to manifest the things that you want, It is not going to be roses and rainbows every single day. You're going to get challenged and tested when you're following your dreams. But the question is, are you going to collapse when things get hard? Or are you going to figure out a new way? And so my example for this is when we were in London, which was my dream. I was so excited to be there. For whatever reason, the energy in the apartment was super strange. Neither my husband or I were sleeping very well. Our internet went out for five days and my health started taking a turn for the worse. I got a cold sore because my body was just burned to the bridges. Like I just burning, I guess, the candle at both ends. I then got um, shingles, which I didn't even know what this was. And it went all down my back and my arms hurt like hell. And all of these things happening even though London was the manifested dream. And especially with the Wi-Fi, it was, okay, we need to change the ship's sails. So when the Wi-Fi went out, we were like, well, what's the only thing we can do right now? Let's go stay in a hotel. So it was very ungrounding, but it did give us better sleep. And with the better sleep, my body started to heal. So although there were challenges and disharmony, we were able to make the best of it and try to always 
change the direction in order to not get caught in the disharmony of it, right? In that negative thinking pattern. And here's the thing. When we do step three, which is being okay with disharmony, being okay that things are not always going to be roses, it leads you to step number four, which is you have to trust that things are going to happen for you when they are meant to. So yes, we all want what we want right now. I'm no different. I'm like you. I'm like, I want my career to be even better. I want to be on stages right now. I want to have more money. But I have to be patient and be willing to do the backward steps of putting in the work, burning my bridges, getting clear on what I want and why. Because here's the thing, you cannot control time. You can't control other people. And you can't control even if you're going to receive the thing you want. Because this is what I call the art of receiving. First, you have to be willing to ask for help. This might be to God, the universe, whatever you believe in. And it could be asking for help from a friend. But then the art of receiving is that you have to be okay with what is delivered to you. Because typically what's delivered to us is not always what we want, but it's what we need right now. So you might as well enjoy the ride while you're getting clear on the things that you want. And that's what I'm trying to share with all of this is that getting clear on what you want, why it's important, putting in the actions and being okay that there's going to be some hard lessons, but they're going to be meant to teach you and releasing control of when the thing is going to happen that you want, that is where freedom comes from. That is where you start to get the things that you want. And that is where you will find that you feel better in life. Now, living in South Beach for me, this didn't happen overnight. This was a few years in the making. But the cool thing is, I wouldn't take back any single step because I needed to have my first apartment by myself. I needed to create that space of love for me in order to then be the person that I was to meet my husband. We then moved into a beautiful apartment and had so much space in it. And I am so grateful because we got to start hosting parties and it was what we could afford then. And now we can afford a little bit more and we've moved to a better location. So although we've downsized, For us, we got really clear on what was important. And what was important was community, being really close to the beach. So that is why getting clear on what you want. Like I've always known I wanted to live down here in South Beach. But I had to be willing to take a back seat and put in the work and enjoy the ride. Enjoy your life every single day. Because you don't know if you're going to get the thing you want today, tomorrow, in a year or five years. and It's going to be a lot harder and a lot less enjoyable if you're in a cranky, bad as shit mood that it's not happening today because you've now just wasted five years of your life that you could have been in a positive mood, trying to even manifest greater things, being appreciative for what you have. So that's the end of this episode in terms of those are the four steps. And that's why I'm calling bullshit on what most people talk about manifesting because If you're not coming from a place of abundance, if you're coming from a place of fear, which most people are when they say what they want, and when they don't get what they want, they get angry, then you are not going to get the things that you want over and over again. You're not going to get the dream life. 
but getting what you want takes putting in these four steps and they are tried and tested and I am living proof. All my clients are living proof of this. And I really do hope that this episode resonated with you, that you learned a thing or two about either what you were doing that you can change or something new. I hope that you learned about the power of manifesting and the four steps and you put them to action. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Nikki Sharp. I love connecting with you guys. I love hearing your thoughts and your comments. And if you liked this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to A Sharper Life and leave a review so other people can find it. And if you felt like it resonated, send this episode to a friend because we all need to hear about the power of manifesting and we all need to know that it is possible. So if you have someone in your life who is feeling a little down and feeling like they're not getting what they want, send them this episode. I promise it will help. And I wanted to just recommend a few teachers for this topic that I have found really, really helpful. So Dr. Joe Dispenza, Tony Robbins, he talks about priming. I think that's a, his priming meditation is incredible. Jack Canfield, Deepak Chopra, Esther Hicks is an incredible, incredible woman. Gabby Bernstein. So all of these people are really, really good. And what I've kind of tried to do with this episode is condense what a lot of them say into one simple thing. Because what I had found and and my own research of this this topic for years and years was that you have to go just deep into these different authors and people in order to find it. But I really do recommend doing these four steps, checking out those other people. And I cannot wait to see you next week. And until next week, here's to a sharper life.